fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 How are you Hi. doing? Good. Good. This is Saturday, July 31st, episode of the podcast, hotboxpodcast.com. Episode number 13, lucky number 13, what is that in Espanol essay? Try say. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Of course, hotboxpodcast.com slash live is where you can watch these shows as we record them. What the hell was that? That was mine. Oh, word. Okay. Uh, yeah, my name is Matt, and this is Sandy, my lovely co-host. We have a special guest in the hot box tonight. Your name, sir? I'm Hopper Hill. Ho- Hopper Hill. <laughs> nice to have you on the show. Uh, what is your specialty in this whole game we're playing? Uh, I grow. You are a grower? I'm a grower, yeah. Amazing. Me. And if you go to hotboxpodcast.com slash picks, P-I-C-S, uh, we took uh, a few pictures of a, a lovely grow. One of the mm-hmm. nicest grows I've ever seen in my life. Ah, come on. It was nice. It I- was beautiful, and it smelled amazing. Oh. I'm moving in. That's it. That's the Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> the fungicide. I- nice. So how long have you been uh, in this game for, Hopper? Uh, four years now. Nice, nice. Yeah. Do very very good work. I you have do to good say. work, sir. And it is very. I was very impressed with how organized you are, and just the plants were just so beautiful. It's like an <laughs> like an OCD stoner. It's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, four zero six two zero four four six eight seven. That's the number to call if you guys want to uh, say hi or if you have any questions, marijuana related, uh, medical, growing legislation, or otherwise. Feel free to give us a call. Say hi. Uh, also, I just want to mention right now, September 18th, we're doing the Roach Market. It's it, still on. It is so on. If it's you join, way on. If you go to Facebook.com, join the Hotbox group, there's an event there. You can RSVP, let us know. Or if you go to hotboxpodcast.com slash Roach Market, all one word, you'll see a sign-up sheet if you have whereas you would like to sell at the festival. And uh, we'll be making another sign-up sheet for our discussion panel. So if you know anything about growing... Or legislation Uh, We're going to have two panels One all about growing One all about the law uh, Legislation, stuff like that So uh, we need about four to six people per panel Please Uh, You guys will give a talk And then we'll open up the uh, floor To any questions from the audience members We, me and my co-host here Will be doing a live Hotbox episode Our first live audience show You'll get to be there physically while we're doing this. That's right. We may Yay! even have you come up and talk with us. Who knows? Hey, it's going to be a party. you could get partially almost famous on an offbeat That's podcast right. internet show. You could be a web celebrity <laughs> like we happen. are. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is going anywhere in town now? I can't even go on a date anymore because I got the freaking web paparazzi just everywhere, like trying to twit pick pictures of me. It's unbelievable. That's why I hide in my place. That's a good all idea. Day. I need to. I need disguises. I need to become Although a master of disguise. Although it's funny because when people come in to see me now, because I've been telling everybody about the show, and they come in to pick up medicine, they're like, 
Oh, by the way, on episode five, do right. you remember when you guys were like, and I was like, um. Hey, by the way, I don't remember episode 12. <laughs> and as like, soon as I'm done no. with this, I'm not going to remember episode 13. But if you would like to leave comments on every episode post at hotboxpodcast.com, you can always leave comments there, discussion, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Everything's all on the site. So just check it out. Click around. Give us reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Because, you know, there's a couple other marijuana-related podcasts out there. And uh, they... not into them, I got to say. Well, I like weed. I don't like their shows. Boring. I think... Their their thing is just kind of being like goofy stoners. If I wanted to do that, just talking about butterflies and what could happen. You yeah, know. if I wanted to do that, I would go hang out with my dumb stoner friends for an hour. We I don't want to do, do that. more. Didn't of like, Hollywood already cover that? Pretty yeah. much over <laughs> and over and over again. Don't need any more help. Right. That's right. <laughs> and we try to cover more of like the stuff that people should know, like you know stuff. how to. Grow or right. the federal program not that what many color, people are aware of. Not what color flannel underwear you're wearing. I don't care. Yeah, I can't. You know, it's funny. It, it's all right. I mean, it's like the jam hole. We just talk about nothing, and that's fine. People enjoy it. But if you're gonna have a weed related show, like you're just, I don't know, you're not doing anything. You're just like, and you get the Cottonmouth Kings on your show. What the? What is that? Good job there. I don't know. Thank what you. Is it? I don't know, but it's not. It's I not don't happy. know. I think we have better guests, though. When you think about all the ones we've had, exactly, they're a lot cooler than those guys because those right. guys are like stuck up, and you don't talk to them tomorrow. And old. I get text messages from some of our guests at like eight a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Dude, I just got up. When are you stopping by? <laughs> so, and also, we're still uh, having the contest, hotboxpodcast.com slash contest. We got a few great submissions. Uh, not exactly what we're looking for, but you know what? I don't care anymore. We're, you know, Whoever we're moving wins in a good direction with a couple of them. Definitely. We're trying to come up with a logo. These are our temporary uh, banners right now. And the one on the website itself is something me and my uh, girlfriend at the time just kind of threw together just because me and Sandy wanted to really start recording and we needed something there. I didn't just uh, want to blank. So, so we threw something together and it, it's cool and all, but we want something so much more cool. Yeah, you we know? want something mm. that we can put on a banner. And carry it around and do maybe a sticker or a shirt. Cards and all that. And we're waiting to get cards and stickers and banners until we get that logo done. And whoever wins the contest is going to win that super sweet, sexy uh, pipe right there. And hopefully a a Keef box as well. And uh, anything else we can toss in to sweeten the deal. Heidi, okay. Last show, I mistakenly said that yes, Heidi was going to give a year's subscription to the winner. <laughs> so now and it Sandy was their will picture be... in the magazine with the story about them drawing it. So now but Sandy then... will be buying a year's subscription for whoever wins. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Sandy. <laughs> well, That's Heidi, awesome, Sandy. Heidi Thank sent you. me a text message. Like, she said, oh, I missed a show. I'm going to watch it. And then, like, 15 minutes later, I get a text that says, yes, I will go ahead and give them a year's subscription. Oh, I'm really? Like, Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Well, Yay. we'll be sure to mention that again yes. <laughs> on the next episode. So, Montana Connect Magazine, it, it's over here in front yeah, of Yeah, that's... Everyone knows. We've been holding it up. It's in my purse still, too. It's everywhere. Which just makes her giggle, and I I'm I think so it's happy. in, like, 
two out of the three work trucks where I work at in the glove boxes in the center console. Yeah, They're, it's a great it's a great read if you're on the toilet, if you're clipping, if you're working, whatever. It's a it's a good interesting read. So it is full of information, and so, it's going to be coming out again. Um, in I th- oh, okay, I can't remember September. Something around there Soon August, It'll be coming out soon So something. lots of good stuff Happening over at Hotboxpodcast.com Just check that out Like I said Make sure you remember The group RSVP for the event September 18th We got the contest Going on If you grow yourself And you have pictures Send them To info At hotboxpodcast.com grows And we'll put them up Legal No grows. bandanas No face masks That's right No like you know No wicked own clown it. Wild west If you grow own it, it Own yeah. it Exactly That's right and, ooh, might I add, we were speaking of Montana Connect Magazine. Hopper is actually the featured caregiver in this issue of Montana Connect Magazine. Really? Yes. That worked out really hey, well for me. Congratulations, yes. man. Thank you. And his Hell beautiful yeah. plant is pictured <laughs> on the front. Oh, that yeah. is your plant there on the front? Yeah. That's oh, the yeah, that's, nice. that's it. That is, I, I saw that. I think you were taking pictures of that one in the yep. Yep. inside today. Hotboxpodcast.com slash pics. You have to see the stuff that we photographed today is like high times <laughs> calendar quality stuff. And I'm not just saying like I'm a great photographer. I can point and click, no problem. And I can, you know, do some editing on the computer. <laughs> but dude, the grow. Wow. It was good very to have impressive. you over. Very, good. very yeah. impressive. So. Yeah. Uh, you want to? The general consensus seems to be um, pretty much what you were saying. Two it's, green thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. pretty much. I think we've put together something that that's pretty workable and it shows. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. So, what have you? Uh, what What has your experience been ever since this whole medical marijuana push has been happening? Are you all about complete legalization, or are you all about strict medical use? Um. I'm all for complete legalization in the long run. Okay. Um, Me too. But only if Me it doesn't too. involve an overtaxation of it. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, they can keep it. Yeah. That's right. Or, and we'll just keep, keep growing it. it ourselves. It's right. No it was always there anyway, deal. right? Yeah. The infrastructure is already there. Yeah, I don't know um, about you guys. the intention but of destroying the infrastructure that's there right now yep. and replacing it with something that their cousin can run, <laughs> I'm probably not so for it. Yeah, right. And exactly. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't just start smoking weed six years ago or however long when, <laughs> this, when this got passed. <laughs> like, I've been smoking since I was like 12. So yep. whether you guys legal it or not, we will continue to smoke. That's no no hair yeah, off our It's not going to go away. It, ever. Yeah. Ever. It's been it's here weed. since the beginning of time. It's a weed, dude. It grows everywhere. And people can grow it everywhere. And it's very good at adapting to wherever it grows. Very good. I've As seen... <laughs> we were discussing with the yeah. autoflowers. Oh, yeah. With the ruderalis. Yep. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. you... I don't know if anybody really knows much about that uh, in, in our listenership here, but what, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us a rundown on the whole autoflower well, situation. I'm not the real rocket scientist when it comes to them, but oh, I understand he's so the basics modest. of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's what's the uh, what's the basic idea of an autoflower? Well, that it it automatically runs through the flowering cycle regardless of the light schedule that it's given. That's what constitutes and a autoflower. Now, see, when I first heard the term autoflower, I thought it was a device like the Phototron or sure. something. Now, this is an actual strain of marijuana. Yes, from seed. Right. Okay. And yes. tell us how, how did this come to be? 
Well, the impression I got is it's it's a Russian strain uh, called the Ruderalis, and it grows up in the far northern regions of Russia. Right. Um, and in order to adapt to its environment and survive, because that's what it's all about, surviving, you know, making it to the next Any season. Any living thing. Everything does is it. It's all about survival. Even even the ones in your garden want to survive. That's what causes a hermaphrodite. Even it's trying to survive. Even at the microbial level. Yes. Bacteria. Their whole purpose. Trying if you look at a bacteria, the only mechanisms inside those bacteria are equipment to survive. It's to reproduce, to gather energy, and then to reproduce. And then to gather, you know, that's what they do. So, the Ruderalis, what it's managed to do over the course of time, and we're talking probably thousands of years, is it has figured out a way to engage the blooming hormone regardless of what the life cycle is. So Now, if, is if, this a gene? Is this at the genetic level? It that probably causes? is. It mm-hmm. probably is. We're still researching that. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, everybody's, <coughs> it, it's really become popular to look into about the last 10 years or so. Right, right. Well, and it's hard for them to look into it, though, as a side note, Egg. because it's illegal to yes, um, exactly. test it because it's a Schedule 1 drug. So you sure wouldn't want to have it in your laboratory when they come kicking in the door. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, right. Be mucho bad. So that makes it difficult to find out some information. Right. So the, what the plant has uh, learned how to do is is throw this hormone out there so it automatically flowers. This way, um, as the light is getting longer and the light is typically for most plants would be too long because in northern regions of Russia, it's like being up in Alaska, you have those uh, days where it just never goes away. So for the listeners that may not know, what's a normal light cycle for... A blooming plant? For a blooming plant. Anything under 14 hours of light. So like a 12 on, 12 off? 12 on, 12 off is the most common, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. But most plants trigger at 14 hours. And when you say blooming, that's when they're starting to bud. To engage bud sets. Exactly. Yes. Um, So it, it just starts blooming as soon as it's about two or three weeks old. And then by the time... The uh, plant has fully developed and be able to make seed because it right. needs to drop its seeds so it can come up to the, you know, come up to the next season. Um, by the time it takes to do that, your season would be too short to finish. It blooming. would already be getting the frost and it would be yeah, dead. exactly. So it knows this by you know, like you said, hundreds of thousands of years it just of adapted genetic yeah. evolution. It knows that. I live in an area where I have about three weeks to make this happen. Right. (laughs) So we're going to grow, we're going to sprout, and then we're going to kick into the reproduction cycle as soon as possible. Uh, There you go. Gets it done as fast as possible. So the seed can lay on the ground and grow the next year. Do you know It's a perennial. It's not an annual. So it can't do this, you know, it can't do it over and over. It only gets one shot. Yeah, and then so that's it. when it's been thrown in an adverse environment like that, it has to come up with a way to adapt. Right. Well, the Ruderalis strain typically isn't very potent, you know, as mm-hmm. far as you, you know the rule of thumb goes. Is that because once once the marijuana stops producing, it stops producing THC to focus all the nutrient energy on that producing could have something seeds. to do with it. I'm just thinking because yeah. I'm more of, of a mycology background, and I know once the mushrooms <laughs> reach a certain height. They stop producing psilocybin, which is right. what makes you hallucinate, and they start producing spores, which is why you know you want to pick right before that veil opens to get the maximum 
you know ratio of psilocybin to yep. fleshy whatever. So I'm thinking it it might be the same thing. It has to redirect some of that nutrient into and producing the seeds. Yep, and then so well, maybe because it has because to, it's it just so ha- quick, it's busy. It's right, a, it's a real busy and because plant. it's such a, a short cycle. I'd be interested to do an experiment and see what strain of marijuana has the longest cycle and see if the potency is greater on that right. compared to well, one what that has the shortest is, cycle. Is that the the CBNs and CBHs are different in right. the longer blooming plants like the pure hazes? I bet that I've got a Tom Hill haze over there. Um, that will probably take sixteen, maybe twenty weeks before it's finished blooming. Now, is and is that's probably <clears throat> excuse me, that's probably another reason why we don't see these strains. They're not as prevalent as other strains because a well, lot of people are growing because they want you know something that yields yeah, right now. It's about production and yeah, it's potent. Exactly, it's an industry. The sativa yes. We have to treat it as an industry. And now. I have typically seen like if someone's growing a sativa, generally they have a bunch of sativas that they're growing because that's what they're focusing on because right. of how different they are than the industry. Because it is a different high. Yeah, and the and the indicas you but can growing grow. wise is it different also? Like, do they the take different nutrients? Yes. Longer. Okay, I think they do. So I bet yeah. that's why then. Yeah, the they do take longer. Do. You you you, you will you have to feed them, here. but they take a lot lighter of a feed more often. Right, and you know it, and the, I the cycle is is continued for so many weeks that. Uh, you know, typically you'll get a lot of salt buildups by the time you're done. Really, um, and the bud, it, when it's taken right off the plant, doesn't have very much curb appeal. Right, mm-hmm. it, it has to be what's called cobbed. Do you think it, and that's it's because wrapped. they're not? That's, as that's where tie stick came from. Tie right, right. Is, is a heavy, heavy sativa. Right. Well, they had to tie that together, mm-hmm. so they would tie it with strands of hemp. Right, you know, they come off the stock. I've seen of the that strain plant. in in Amsterdam. That's the only time I've ever seen right. it, and it wasn't because I've always I had always heard of it, but I'd never actually seen it. And a lot when of times, I saw it, I was like, "It's not buds; it's like little bits of it tied to a stick." And right. that's I told I was like, "Yeah, that doesn't even look that good." But then I smoked it; it, it was all right. But it's a, it's different. It's yeah, that's exactly. what it is. It's exactly. different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the you know, it's the difference between having a peach and a pear. Yeah, and it's like different you strains know. of mushrooms. They're yeah. all psilocybin cubensis, but within that there you, you know go. strain, the substrains they have different effects to them. Well, yep. and see, that's one reason why I love marijuana at using it for medicinal uses is because there's so many different strains that do so many different things. Right, and it one genus, so many. different different ways and so it and it's safe to have people try different strains they don't have to try it because and it's then all detox the same. and then try a new one and then detox and then try a different one right it's all the same genus it's Basically, just different yeah. subspecies right and they all have their own different things you know generally they'll all do a lot of the same things but you can find some individualized well, and the problem right now, I think, is that there are a lot of people out there that are just trying to grow for profit. And exactly. so they're growing these quick, dirty things that right. aren't. But they're not putting mm, everything into it that the plant deserves or right, needs. Right, or needs, yeah. And I think, but we, we talked about this on, on a previous episode that I don't remember whatsoever. <laughs> but we, uh, different, the, the market is going to drive you know where people are going to go. If you're just in it for the money, it will reflect in your product. Well, yeah, hopefully... And people won't buy it. We'll go where somebody who loves doing it, you know, and they produce amazing product. 
Exactly. We have choice now. That's what it comes down to. We have choice now. <laughs> we don't have to be stuck with the greedy, you know, DB back alley guy that's selling it to buy diapers for his baby mama. You know, we can go anywhere. Well, and see, that's also why when people come to me and ask who they should go to for a caregiver, I, I tell them... User to talk, option. Well, you should talk to a few different ones because everybody's going to offer you something different. Yeah, of course. And someone may have this kind over here that's good, but maybe you're looking for this one over here. You need to go with who's going to help you. And that's one thing I really like about how California did it, is that like here you're stuck with Whoever, I mean, Grant, you're not stuck with, but you can't just go into another shop. Like, say, I go to your shop and you're out of what I want. I can't go to the next shop over without submitting paperwork. Like, I think that's good in California, but maybe they should have it set to be a limit. Like, at first, go shop around, and then when you find one well, you like, happen, then stick with that What would that happen one. if nobody ever picked a caregiver? Who would grow it? The government would step in and say, well, oh, that's see, nice. That, yeah, right. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's not Maybe nice you should all. just pick one. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the system that's set up, it, it forces people to get to a point where you have to take pride in your work. Right. Yes. And but develop I, something. There's nothing wrong with that. Want. Yeah. And see, and that's that. one thing that I loved about your setup is it's obvious that you have pride in your work. You're taking that time and you're getting people the medicine they expect. Right. But instead I think of just what you quickly could grow cut down and get in a bag to them. Yeah. But at the beginning, <laughs> you need to shop around until you find the one you yeah. want. I think you don't know just right off the bat that this is good. Like you need to shop around. That's why I think maybe you should have a month when you first get your card to try the different caregivers, see how their business right. is, see how it's run, and then at the end of that month you choose one and you stick with them. That's how I think it should be. Instead of being free for all for everybody or not free whatsoever. Like you should have a you know, like a ninety day money back guarantee whatever. That kind of BS. You should be able to, to sample. The, the, I think the biggest problem that we're running into right now is it takes so damn long to get the card to begin mm-hmm. with. It, is that, that them doing that on purpose? Or are they legitimately busy and don't have the resources? To I handle heard you it, you can't even walk in the office. I've <laughs> really? heard, I've heard that some nightmare down there. Yeah, I've heard that they keep saying yep. that they're getting a better system going and things are going to go they're faster. Working on it. And they've pr- they've been printing different cards. I yes. got one that I've gotten a few that the only thing look- that is different on the card actually is that they dropped the year the card was issued as part of the number. Oh, now yeah. the number on the card is what number you signed up the program on. Really, like yes. which. Now serving one thousand. Yes, oh, whatever number you see on that card, that is when hmm. you were processed in the program. Huh. So, what about the people that got in before that? They, they still number. have random numbers, or did no, they change uh, their uh, numbers? No, it's never changed. Oh, it's it was always just the been. way it was made up on the card. It showed the month you got your card, the year you got your card, mm-hmm. and the number of patient that you were on the program. Oh, okay. So it's always And been. they dropped yeah. that, gotcha. that, that... They dropped the two the, first set designations. Got, okay. Now it's just the number of right. person you were on the program. Mm-hmm. So mine's like 300 and something. W- mine's going to be yeah. like 8,953. Right. <laughs> right. There you go. Awesome. Everybody has, you know, their numbers. So they just... That never changes. And there's a border on the back, too. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's a border around the... Yeah. Yeah. The caregiver name. That that That's a whole other thing. They need there. a designer. <laughs> no, it... Well, 
I think, you know, I know it would, I know that there's cost involved, but I've seen some of the cards yeah. from California, yeah. and I think those are a lot safer. <laughs> yeah. I like the ones that we originally got. Oh, yeah, the hard ones? Yes. I was yeah. totally fine with that. Yeah, and then they changed them to the paper ones, and they said, do not alter, and now they have highlighted. Yeah. Please laminate upon receipt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like they made them paper first just because they're like, this isn't going to last. Well, they lowered <laughs> the price. Right. They yeah. lowered the price. I don't know why they ever did that. No, they lowered really? it like three times, too. Because it's the government, dude. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, Montana's not in the red right now. So, so you're... You're a member of the MMGA. We yeah. were we were talking Assistant about that. We director had director of the MMGA local chapter. Nice. Yes. Of the local chapter of the Northwest Flathead chapter. Yes, the best yes. one. Yes. Now, what do you think? We had uh, Ed on a previous episode. I don't we did. I must which. have missed that. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he was <laughs> talking Mr. about Ed was here. <laughs> yeah. He's a trip. I like Ed. He was talking about how you know he went to Helena. And he goes to Helena a lot. Did you go ever at all? I have not gone, but I'm going the next time he goes. Now, what do you think of what he's saying about all this? Is that is he right on track that these people just need to be educated? They just don't know any better. Like, what what are your feelings on? Um, I imagine that's going to be the most of it. A lot of them just don't know because um, when their nephew is growing in the basement of the house with their new girlfriend, they're not grabbing their aunt and taking them downstairs and showing them and she's on the damn board right mm-hmm. okay uh it's not like these people aren't um around it they just don't know they're around it and they don't understand that it is people just like the ones in their own family right that are mm-hmm. doing these things right well, and now all- and have been for a long time yeah until somebody's willing to just flat out show it to them exactly then you know there's going to be problems up until then because all they know is what they've been told basically, and they right. they were from that generation that boogeyman like, generation, exactly. Yeah, Rape, murder, yeah. yes, that, and that's sad. But it's good that there's even a chance to show them. You know, right like before, who would have thought that we'd be going to Helena to the capital and meeting with the people running the country about weed? You know, like that, that's well, pretty cool. Well, people have been it's going a there. Out there. It, yeah, but it's pretty damn cool. I think. People have been going and meeting with them for a while. I'll be it's more just impressed if they listen. Yeah, that's, that's what'll impress me. You are we talk just to not them all you want? Are we just not talking loud enough? Right. Or right. Well, it's a like, different language. What do we? What do we need? It's to do? what frustrated me with the Kalispell City Council is you get all these people up there that talk about it and they make their feelings known and they give the city council information to look at, but they don't look at any of. It. But no. you have to they don't remember. have the time to, you know, actually investigate something they're going to be making a call on before they make the call on it. Well, see, here's the deal. They can pass that off to an assistant, have them look over it and get the assistant's opinion. Who passes has it been, off to... You know, that has been, of course, handed down probably from somebody else mm-hmm. to the assistant on just how we should feel about it. I'm sorry, so my dog There's a lot of bureaucrats work. involved. Yeah. And I mean, and I had a talk with someone today at the clinic just about how Oops. careful there got it just <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how many times that happens <laughs> today about how you know his mom isn't really against it but she's not really for it because she does have that that voice in her head that's like it's illegal it's wrong exactly. you're right. not you know, because that's what you've been told. It's why religion for so long. is so successful. You always have that voice in your head, like, "What if you're wrong? I know you'll burn in hell forever." When you don't my great grandmother was is. your age, it was not illegal. 
Yeah, see, and a lot of people forget that. That uh, it's only on been the show? illegal. Not gonna happen. Okay, I understand. <laughs> no. <laughs> it has not been no. illegal as long as people think. No. Right. And a lot of people also forget that federal patients get m- well, marijuana it, from the government every left, month. Yeah, yeah How many four of them. Four? Four? Yeah. Okay, I heard it was lower than that. There's four, and actually, I know I, that Heidi's talking with one pretty extensively yeah, right now. That's yeah. really cool. He would know. I'm not oh, saying yeah. there's less. I'm well, and they actually came to Missoula and did a study on them because they've all been smoking this for 11 to 27 mm-hmm. years, and there were no adverse health effects <laughs> except for what they were diagnosed with when they no. got put on the program. Nah. <laughs> There was some diminished lung capacity, but that happens with age, people. I mean, you get that living in the city. Yeah. So, I mean, Mm. it wasn't... And they get... It even... The study I read even went into... Some stuff you just get from living. Yeah, exactly. From breathing the air. Look (laughs) at the people in Libby who all have asbestosis. They're done. Yeah. That whole city. (laughs) Excuse me. Town. It's a village (laughs) now, but yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. It's rescinding or receding all the time. So, in the spring of 2001, in Missoula, Montana, four of the six remaining federal medical marijuana patients underwent an extensive three-day examination of every system in their body to determine the long-term effects of cannabis. Irv Rosenfeld, George McMahon, uh, L.V. Musica, and Barbara Douglas. L.V. um, L.V. got it for glaucoma. She actually went to court... And she had her optometrist and a surgeon there with them that explained that, yes, she got in trouble for smoking marijuana, but that, um, but that it, it lowers the, uh, pressure in her eyes and that's the only way she can see. That's awesome. There's six Sorry, that just blew my mind. I looked over and it was five, and now I looked over and there's 16. Welcome, everyone. But anyway. Elvie uses it because she has glaucoma and it lowers the pressure in her eyes. And her optometrist and her surgeon went before these judges and told them that. And there was this big argument. So that's what that helped get the federal program in place. But they got overwhelmed with applications and then cut it off. Yes. So there were just these people, and they've slowly, you know, left us. And these were the they first. The like, yes. If you want to study anybody that's been legal, using it legally for any extensive amount of time, this is these are the people. Yeah. You know? They've been smoking yeah. it 11 to 27 years. Well, it's years. not only that they've been smoking it, but because the federal government was giving it to them, they know exactly what it was they were smoking. They weren't, weren't smoking Paraquat exactly. during 82 exactly. and 84. They weren't smoking. They had the G thirteen gov bud, right? <laughs> you know, right. They were so, smoking the good stuff, you know, and and that also helps the studies too because you can you know what your baseline of your uh, materials have been added are, mm-hmm. right? You know, because they kept track of all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, Known widely as the Missoula Chronic Use Study, uh-huh, uh, the investigators concluded that after using cannabis therapeutically for a range of 11 to 27 years with a dose of 9 cured ounces per month for Barbara and others and 11 cured ounces every 26 days for Irv, <laughs> Irv was puff and tough. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, they were all in fine condition, exempting their original illness and the wear and tear of living in this 
disgusting world. Well, and you know, the stuff they get from the government has all of the stems and their seeds. Does it? And yeah, it's all just oh. ground up They just together. toss them the plant. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. It's, it's all ground up. No, it's not powdered, in, like, but capsules. it's ground in together <laughs> well, and they're rolled the... into joints that okay. are shoved into a tin can. Yeah, yeah. And they're frozen and then they're sent out to them once a month. Right. That's funny. If I was that, I'd be like, it's cool. I'll get my own. Thanks. Well, I mean, they're not, they're not very potent either. It's its not very, you know, yeah, good. That, uh, uh, and actually, I'll put a link to this uh, The one fellow with the all the bone notes. spurs. You can see what Heidi's talking to. Like, uh-huh. Irv Rosenthal. Irv, yeah. Uh, I, I seen him opening up one of his coffee cans, and he actually takes and tears them apart and then re-rolls them. There's a picture I here. I'll, yeah. I'll put a link to you guys can see what the actual tin looks like. Yeah, so, I would, I would, uh, I would break them up and re-roll them. Also, if I, would, I was, <laughs> I would break goals. them up and sell Pot them. Reviewer paid I would to s- get high. I would sell them to my twelve-year-old son, and then I would go buy real weed. <laughs> That's on Drudge. That's CNN right. Money. On CNN Money, there's a report people need to be seeing. What is it about? Um, it's uh, about getting paid to be a pot critic. Nice. I do that. I don't get paid, but I do that. I'm a critic. So uh, this guy's getting paid. We assume that the federal that's a good job. <laughs> that is we a assume, very good job. We yeah. assume that the federal government never bothered to conduct such long-term studies because it did not want to scientifically validate the efficacy of cannabis. There you go. A thorough review of the study was published in the Journal of Cannabis Therapeutics and is available. Here's a link here. We'll put a link to that in the show notes, hotboxpodcast.com when we have time to do them. Uh, part 1 of the study features the legal patients telling their stories introduced by Mary Lynn Mather, president of Patients Out of Time, Missoula Study Part 1. Here's a link. Uh, Part 2 is the Missoula Study in detail, including MRI scans, chest x-rays, and pulmonary function tests, (coughs) neuropsychological exams, endocrine and immune system tests, brainwave tests, hormonal system tests, and the P300 and evoke potential electrophysical test of Le Memorie. Uh Before giving the results of the Missoula study of four legal medical marijuana patients, Dr. Ethan Russell first examines the medicine itself. Quote, Marijuana cigarettes grown at the University of Mississippi, uh, freeze-dried and rolled in North Carolina, uh, full of broad leaf stems and seeds. Thank you, American government, you <laughs> sons of bees. Then... <laughs> The government pharmaceutical alternative, Dronabinol, blah, blah, synthetic THC marketed as Marinol, even more, blah, blah, largely ineffective, largely expensive, and completely ineffective. Patients also complain about getting uncomfortably high as conversion by the liver boosts the psychoactive levels of THC. I didn't get... I got uncomfortably sober on that crap. On the Marinol? Yeah, dude. I took like a handful of them. I was like, this is crap. I'm interested. I don't know, man. I didn't get nothing. It it defeats the whole thing. It's pharmaceutical. It's developed by man. I don't want him in me. But (laughs) even even if it's not, it's still just tetrahydrocannabinol. It's just the one cannabinoid. There's many, many more. It's not everything else. Exactly. There's so many things Well, they'd like to nail it down. They'd like to nail it down to being just one thing. But it's not. I know. I'd like to have a billion dollars when I go into my bedroom. It's just not going to happen right now. There's a reason why we have an endocannabinoid system. Right. It's 
to process cannabinoids. If you're going to mimic it, then mimic it. Don't pick one thing. I'm not going to make ice cream and just focus on the salt. Uh, you have to have the whole thing, you know? So uh, here's some excerpts. Uh, the conclusions of the chronic cannabis use. Uh, cannabis smoking, even of a crude, low-grade product, point completely made, provides <laughs> effective symptomatic relief of pain, muscle spasms, and intraocular pressure. Number two, cannabis patients are able to reduce or eliminate other prescription medicines uh, and their accompanying side effects. Yep, yep. Which are nasty. Let me yeah. tell you something about uncomfortable side effects. Yeah, the now, digestive problems, uh, the DTs. I'm very efficient. I only poop once every two weeks. <laughs> Number three, clinical cannabis provides an improved quality of life. Amen to that. Number four, side effect profile of NIDA cannabis in chronic usage suggests some mild pulmonary risk. Uh, number five, no malignant deterioration has been observed ever. Number six, no neurophysio- or blah, 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 neuropsychological or neurological deterioration has been observed, of course. Uh, number seven, no endocrine, hematological, immunological, squaly have been observed. Basically, what it comes down to, you found one of the most perfect substances that we can get effed up on, and it helps us, and it's all good, and when we stop, we don't get sick. I'm not going to rob pharmacies because I'm sick from pot. Come on. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a criminal element in everything, unfortunately, but I think that as long as people try to conduct themselves in a respectable manner with this, then it can get to the point where we can use it based on studies like this if people ever actually read the studies other than us. <laughs> right. Which, but that's fine if we read it. We need to be the ones that take these studies, that collect this information, that archive it. And when we go to Helena, we bring it with us, with references, with bibliographies, with, you know, like a professional paper. Here, I wrote this research paper so you didn't have to. And then if they want, I'll read it to them. I'll bet you... I'll have my phone read it to them. I don't care. A bunch... I'll bet you that a lot of our government does not realize... That's right. We have... I'll have my droid read it to them. Droid does. patients. Droid does. I know. Have federal patients. No, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I will read it to you. I will bet you that a bunch of people in Helena don't even know that we have federal patients. Probably not. And they're a part of the government. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, let's let's talk about what our government does. The last couple episodes, we've been mentioning how the whole VA, uh, Veterans Affairs, medical marijuana debacle... How they were first taking away, to catch everyone, they were taking away your, uh, what's it called? Your benefits. Uh, benefits, benefits, thank yeah. you. If you. They don't do it. Not, it. That's absolute total nonsense. Well, that's what they were doing, and then they, no, they, weren't. they switched it. They never did that once? No, they've never done it once. They've never taken away a vet. It was just a threat, then. It's, it was a threat or just somebody's uh, wild concoction. I've got many vets, and I've asked them straight up mm-hmm. if. Their VA doctors have threatened to take their benefit packages away, and this is absolutely not, but never, do their would VA, not happen. do they know that they were smoking? Yes, they tell them straight out. Really? See, yes. I have several vets who had heard 
from other vets and they were worried about ta- talking to their doctor about right. it, so they'd right. been hiding be. it. I bet that's what it and was. It was after a rumor. the story came out where the VA actually stepped out and said, we're not going to take benefits away it was from like, vets. It was news stories and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was, so it was over they the would weekend. Take your, they would take your benefits away for drug offenses. Mm-hmm. So, oh, if you, so if federally... If you got a marijuana drug offense, right, right, then you very well may could have your benefits taken away. But if you're on a medical marijuana program and right. you're abiding by the state that you're in and and a program of, uh, they're not taking away anything, and they it never comes up. Good. Well, that's, a lot that's of these doctors have been glad to see these guys on the program for a couple years now. Yeah, they're sleeping. Yeah, They're not no waking kidding, up right? ready to beat the crap out of their old lady because they think you know she's some chink laying next to him, or exactly. she's stealing his damn jungles. Yeah, stealing his you know? MREs or something. Exactly. They get wow. lost. Well, they get lost, and when you go to sleep, you get lost. Yeah, exactly. And when you're really stoned, you don't dream. Mm-hmm. That's you one thing I love about you smoking weed. That's what you do. I've had I've had handfuls of vets come to me and tell me. After being on the program for just a couple of weeks and smoking something consistently, where it ain't you know shoddy, mm-hmm. I only got it two or three times a week because you know so and so can only get me an eighth or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know when it's when they can get their regular supply that keeps them in their comfort zone, they get relief, and yeah. the doctors know it, and they're not stopping them. Yep, I've they're got not. I've got one guy that um, you know I mean he. I'm working on a story for Heidi actually about it and he was he went to Vietnam and you know he could not deal with the nightmares right at all and then he also got addicted to other drugs while he was there go figure yeah they and had good ones had to try to get off all of that <laughs> and deal with all the stuff from coming back you know yep and it was it's really hard for them and he just wants to move forward and that's it. And so I think that that's what a lot of this comes down to is people trying to stop people from moving forward, especially those who deserve it. Yep. So I am just glad that that was all bubkiss and it's not happening. So there it was a not. there was a letter to the editor written here. Uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs deserves to be commended for ceasing to penalize veterans who use medical marijuana in states where it is legal. No longer will these veterans be cruelly denied pain medications or other needed services. So then it, I can see them starting like a rumor like that just to keep people from right. asking about it or from making it known, you know. But as your article They're points out They're not prescribing here, it yet, though. The right. department. Well, see, and I don't know. Here's where it gets interesting. The as the article points out, the department still forbids its own doctors from recommending medical marijuana to their yep. veteran patients. Is yep. that really? It's because yep. they're federal program. Right, right. But now they're making provisions so that um, medical cannabis users can use it on on VA facilities. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that good. just came out. Where, where the hell did I see well, that? It's saying here that as a consequence, these people are forced to go to private physicians that may be unaffordable. Right. Veterans and advocates have called on the department to allow its doctors to recommend medical marijuana. A lot of them got caught up in that circus act that was going around. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. The very yeah. least we where can... Where that's going to hurt is, is the long term because right. it's going to be hard for them to get their renewals. That's a pretty decent sized mark. On the whole movement, yeah, here locally, or even just as a state, as a medical marijuana state, 
Uh, the, yeah, the very least we can do for returning veterans is to provide unfettered access to the medicine that works best for their conditions. Uh, this was written by Daniel Roblo, uh, Berkeley, California, July 26, 2010. So he has an associate research. He's a research associate at the Drug Policy Alliance. And that's true. Like, if you're going to the VA clinic for a reason, obviously. So if your doctor there can't prescribe it, you have to go to another doctor. You can't afford that. Nine times out of ten, well, these guys aren't working. They're on fixed incomes. And that's... Can of beans to can of beans. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. then they have to go in and try to pay... Starting a storm pretty good. I we're getting here. a tornado. I know, dude. I was hoping the power doesn't go out. There, so. I just saw lightning like right outside the window, and it was like right outside the effing window. If you have a battery backup, send that to hotboxpodcast.com <laughs> slash P.O. Box. There is a P.O. Box address there. Mail that S to this guy yeah, right here. Yeah, so. Priority, yeah. huh? All right. Well, you have anything you want to talk about in uh, regards to the, the VA stuff? I think we've about covered it all, huh? Yeah, I'm just glad that they're okay. Yeah, me too. I think that their doctor should be able to prescribe it, though, definitely. It's, it's or write the recommendation. Yeah, it's in moving time. towards that. Right. In time. We'll get there. So, uh, moving on here. A federal state law inconsist- in b- 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 inconsistency shouldn't stop Californians from legalizing marijuana. This guy says here, the law is the law. If we unquestioningly accepted that maxim, imagine where we would be today. Jim Crow would be alive and well, rivers and skies would be polluted, and women wouldn't be allowed to vote. Hmm. Imagine that. (laughs) Yet, such is the mindset of many of those who criticize Prop 19, the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Initiative on the November ballot. In this uh, July 18th Times op-ed article, UCLA public policy professor Mark Kleinman declares that state legalization cannot be undone. He points out correctly that if the initiative is successful, the federal marijuana prohibition laws will remain in place. Okay, does he realize that one, at one point in time marijuana was legal and they made it illegal? Yeah. So it is... It twice. Is, twice. It, yeah. No, they made it illegal twice. They made Kiss it illegal. And then when, when the war once. started to break out... Mm. They, they made it legal, yep. right? Okay. That's and then right. after the war, when they didn't need the hemp, hemp hey, fiber, like, hemp just for kidding. victory, Psych. yeah, they took it all back just again. So yeah. not, not it was legal. It's been legal twice in the past. So it is possible to uh, to yeah. undo it if they do it. Well, and this says what he yeah. assumes incorrectly is that federal <laughs> agents will swarm into California, busting farmers and arresting distributors and shopkeepers to say nothing of the garden stores that sell them equipment and supplies, the accountants who do their books, and the municipal tax officials who delight in assessing and collecting the new tax revenues. Did you hear that? The law is the law. <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard that. Wait, hear what? Height! Height! <laughs> Oh, China. (laughs) (laughs) But the law is neither absolute nor infallible, and that's why Californians can and should legalize, regulate, and tax marijuana-related commerce. The federal-state dynamic? What do you think about that? Should? The only way we have money on our side, that is the only thing we have on our side besides the medical side of it, but the money side is much more persuasive than the medical side. I've spent the last 20 years, all right, 15 out of the 20 years preaching 
Just legalize it and tax it. Right. Okay. They were all too busy spending somebody else's money. Right. Now they're all going broke. I see. And I'm not going to sit there and go along with filling their coffers. That's for the only reason. That's a good point. The for only sure. reason that they're interested in it is because their coffers are not empty. They're not empty. They're negative. They have a empty, hole dude. in the bottom. They're of negative, them. empty. They can't <laughs> afford to pay themselves, and they know it. And they're trying to hold a straight face to the crowd right now and figure out where to come up with some of this money. And if they can come up with a little bit from marijuana. They can leverage that and spend probably four times the amount that they can raise from it, just in projections alone. So that's not worth it to you then to have no. it legalized for all of us. I agree. Nope. Because like I said before, we've been nope. smoking it. Yep. I've never been in trouble. I they mean, can have medical back. It, they can have it back. Yeah? Yeah, I got to practice for the last four years hmm. without having to hide in a basement. I yep. see what you're saying. And All right. you have, can have done it back. a good I'm done job with it. of working on I'm the last good four at years. That. That's yes. awesome. Yes. That's that's an that's an interesting way to look at it because I think a lot of people they're getting to the point that's without where compromise is what it is. Right. Well, they're getting to the point where right. it's so close to being legalized, they're almost willing to give anything to make that happen. And, and if that we go with that way, we're going to f ourselves. Be yeah. why Big I'm time. The assistant director of the local chapter. Well, that's good. I'm glad. That's an interesting point of view, I'm definitely. I'm the secretary, so I just have to write down what everybody says. Lucky you. <laughs> if I remember. If you just record it and have my phone translate it for you. I know. Actually, Heidi Droid brought does. a recorder in, and I was yeah, like, damn yeah. it, I should have gotten that from her before she left and I like transcribed. Yeah, I have that's one. That's awesome. Yeah, I need it's to. It's nice when I remember to use it. Yeah, I need to if use it's one. It's really important I try and remember. The Droid has a great recorder app on it. I'm going to start using that. So the federal-state dynamic concerning marijuana is not complicated. Under our system of federalism, both the states and the feds may prohibit commerce in marijuana, but neither is required to do so. Similarly, during alcohol prohibition from 1920 to 1933, commerce in alcoholic beverages was prohibited not only by federal law, the Volstad Act, but by the laws of most states. In 1923, New York repealed its state prohibition laws, leaving the enforcement for the remaining 10 years entirely to the feds. You know how they're comparing it to the the, uh, prohibition of alcohol? Yeah. Yeah. You know what pulled alcohol out of a prohibition? Uh, It pulled pulled it out. speakeasies and everyone showing them that even if you make it illegal, we're going to drink it anyway. Everybody was addicted to it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It was easy for huh. them to everybody sell it was to addicted everybody. to it, and, like and, if and, and get get this marijuana is not addictive exactly. So if they okay. took it all away and there was some for some weird reason there was not right. one seed left on the plant, so they because they were addicted, we they be agreed okay. they agreed to pay tax on it. Didn't we would they? be okay every time we they bought go, it. They said, mm-hmm. "Hey, I'll pay an extra two bucks for that bottle if you let me buy it." Yeah, as well, I need to feed my liver. It ain't mm-hmm. swelled up yet. I yep. got to get it full. That's interesting. And you know, See, what are they, they going to do if they cut off, if, if they decide they don't want to sell marijuana anymore? We'd be okay, and we'd be okay, and we'd go there, and we'd kick their freaking A-holes. More likely. Because we're not sick and begging oh. for it and willing to S a D just to get You know, get hemp, it. hemp makes good rope. The best that stuff it does. known to man. Can't you make explosives from it too? You know what? I saw that on a video the other day. Of course you did. I don't know actually what's about what, what's up with that one, but hey, if somebody says so, then go figure. 
that, that can be used for just about anything. Good it stuff. Can, it can be used yeah. for a lot make more your than dashboard anybody out of it. realizes. And the and side panels that, in your car, mm-hmm. they're made with hemp resin. You think that's why they were so threatened by it uh, before? Um, because it can replace a lot of industries much more efficiently. Well, that's what got it squeezed out. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rockefellers and, and, exactly. and those DuPonts they, they, had, they had owned a lot of the the other industries that they were trying or to, had to bring large in. large yeah. amounts of the money other thing that you'll in. notice too uh, you were talking about the the research with cannabis and and used as medicine and whatnot right yep well um, it just so happens that between the 20s and the 40s there was a, a, a era that went on where they changed education and they also changed science. Right. And they, they changed what science they were willing to recognize. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And basically shunned whatever they didn't want to recognize, whatever they couldn't put a drop of their little tincture on and say, oh, it is that. Well, that's or the saying yeah. that history okay. is written so, by the victors. Like, whoever wins When, when is those writing. changes were made, that was when the second time that, the, that hemp and, and cannabis was outlawed. Mm-hmm. So... With the new technology testing all these different things, that never had the opportunity to be tested by the new equipment under the new standards of testing. There's a lot of research in regard to cannabis and medicine, but you got to look. You got to look like a hundred years ago to find it. Yeah, yeah it's, or better. Yeah, and we're a lot you have of stuff come out actually in the countries. 1800s. In the late 1800s mm-hmm. is when a lot of the research for cannabis it was written down. I mean, all this stuff was told. Your grandfather, or not grandfather, but your you know five times great grandfather yeah, told, told you know your four yeah. times. They they all knew about it. They knew that if you weren't feeling good for this thing, that you went and and uh, you know did that. And if you had uh, a hole, a bullet wound, then you pour the liquor. If you on had that. a heavy chest, <laughs> if you had a heavy chest, you went and munched on some mullen. Yep. And then you smoked some cannabis because because that would make you relax. And yeah, then you coughed, coughed it up. up. You coughed it all yep. up because the cannabis style. is an expectorant because it yep. forces you to cough. Yep. It's a no-brainer, and they, they, all that stuff is actually out there. When I was it's sick the other day. It's just the level day. of science that people are willing to recognize. Exactly. Yep. When yep. I was sick the other day, like if a month ago or whatever, I was telling you that, that whatever herb that was, that was making me feel just fine. And once I had coughing fits again, I would smoke another bong rip, and I'd cough everything out, and that'd yeah. be, I'd be yeah, good for the next the, hour or with the people It's that, amazing. With the people that I help, if they're getting over a bad cold or a flu or anything like that, they'll, I'll, you know, suggest one that I know is going yeah. to probably help Make them, them get the rest of that out of there That's so that it. they can just get it done. That's what the hashish is yes. for. <laughs> so that is very good at that. <laughs> to, to finish this up here, he says, let's think this through. If Proposition 19 passes, two important balls roll into the Fed's court. The first is that the sole responsibility and expense of enforcing marijuana prohibition will be shifted to them. After November 2nd, marijuana offenders could be arrested only by federal agents, prosecuted only under federal law, and sentenced only to federal detention. Which is interesting. That takes out the whole local law enforcement side of it. Well, right. All right. But, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. You say local, but how local, uh, how separated is that local? 
with all the federal grants that they're being issued these mm-hmm. days. Because right. what did I just say about five minutes ago? Yep. yep. Their coffers are not empty. They got Negative. a hole in the bottom of them. Yes. They're going to sign up for the federal funds just as fast as they can. And if you think them California cops are going to be willing to give up their job before they work under a federal grant, you have smoked too much dope. Yeah. He says if the feds undertook this, cases involving simple possession cases and small-time marijuana business people, usually relegated to state courts, would flood federal courthouses. But even with a drastic increase in funding for federal enforcements, such activity would barely put a dent in California's marijuana trade and would fail to stifle California's policy change as the federal government has failed to do so since the first laws were passed 14 years ago. Yep, yep. So, uh, all right, so after you get busted by this federal cop, say you're out on forest service and you're fishing. Right. Okay, and you're smoking a bowl with your buddy because you just got the boat loaded and, and uh, you know, you're going to hang out and watch the... Watch the birds go by and figure mm-hmm. out where you're hunting that year. And, yep. and the little federal Nazi uh, green cop comes by and decides to write you a ticket for it. Well, he's not taking you to jail. No big deal, right? Okay, so you got this ticket. Well, you decide, you know what? The local cops, they don't care about this. Mm-hmm. It's all good. You know, I'm just going to blow this off. So you don't go to court. They issue a warrant. Who do you think is going to pick you up on that warrant? The local cops. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think can the so what are they not enforcing? It's by by secondary transfer. by proxy by exactly <laughs> that's BS, <laughs> isn't it? Well, and see the whole thing with Mark Emery too up in Canada busted by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I can't oh, wait to read. But the doesn't first it look so nice on this show <laughs> of that happening? I can't wait. <laughs> but doesn't don't they sh- don't they have it packaged up really nice? So. Exactly. You're going to yeah. help people. You're going to help your community. You're going to help your yeah. state. Yeah. So what do we do then? Just say nah and the wait The biggest until- hiring force in America right now is the federal government. Right. Mm-hmm. And Walmart. And Halliburton. And Halliburton. Yep. Right. And I actually heard one of their ads today. <laughs> BP's looking for a new chief. <laughs> Do you know what? That guy got paid so much money. I know. Oh, to, to go to Siberia? Really? Yeah. That's I'll where go they to hell him. you give me that much money. I don't give a shit. Come on. That you, you got paid for what? What did he do? He bailed. He left. He yeah. said, oops, okay, I'll go oh, over here and cry. I need a job that pays uh, me know, when they fire me. Actually, it, actually, it comes down to the social engineering that, that the right. general public has had over the years. They are not going to sit there and listen to some guy with an accent sit there and tell them that everything's going to be know, all right. It really is that simple. Do they know yeah. BP I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say racial, but it's definitely... Um, bias as to what we'd be willing to listen to. So they had to get them out of there. Mm-hmm. Do they know that BP stands for British Petroleum? Right. Oh yeah. Right. Most okay. people are aware of that. Okay. Just yeah. making. Just want. I make thought sure. it stood for bad But still, people. if you're Chuck's pants says bus they plug. can ignore that because the, all they see is a B and a P. They exactly. can ignore that, but it's they brand can't wrecking. ignore the yeah. twit on air. Yep. Saying little people and mm-hmm. and all that you know <laughs> with with this accent. <laughs> it's a good impression. Like he's just got done having tea. Yeah. Okay? yeah. It's not gonna. Tony it's all marketing right now, and you're going to watch BP do this for a while. I like mm-hmm. to lick wanker. Yeah. My name is Tony um. Hayward. <laughs> Licking wanker is my game, <laughs> mate. 
<laughs> I would also like to point out that with the federal government, they have a pretty easy time getting the smaller police forces to do just whatever they say. Because they're they funded wholly by well, the federal government. Yep. I mean, look at what happened with Mark Emery up in Canada. Yeah, they that. were able to get the Canadians to arrest one of their own because he violated a United States law. Right. You know, I mean, they have pull. They get people to do stuff because they're the federal effing government. That's, so that's the way what it works. They do. Yeah. Yay. They're good at it. Yep. They're very good at it. <laughs> S and all those Ds. Yeah. S and Ds, man. <laughs> you ever s a D for some marijuana? I love that. Uh, the second ball is even more significant here. We're just going to kind of finish this up. I got a couple of, uh, more stories that we, we need to talk about real quick. It says, voter approval of Prop 19 would shift to the feds the responsibility and burden of justifying marijuana prohibition in the first place. Now, the Washingtonians... Have no what Washingtonian Washing, yeah. Washingtonian is, is that, that a real thing? It's on the coast. Yeah, it's west of us. Huh? Yeah, Washingtonians. Huh. That's that's what you Are guys figured out. Are we Montanans or Montanians? Montonians. I live in Montana, Stan. Montana, Montana Stan. <laughs> Montucky. <laughs> the free, awesome. the free and independent Republic of Montana, Stan. That's yes. Right. <laughs> we reside in Jan. I like people. that. <laughs> uh, they who have never questioned decades of anti-pop propaganda can explain to the people of California why we cannot be trusted to determine our own state's <laughs> marijuana policies. Please, why? Let them endorse the prohibition laws, usefulness as a tool of pressing minorities. Let them celebrate how minor marijuana violations cost people their jobs, their housing, custody of their kids, and entrap them permanently in vast criminal justice databases. Let them justify the utter hypocrisy of the legal treatment of alcohol and tobacco as compared with the illegal treatment of marijuana. Let them tell us how many more people will have to be prosecuted and punished before marijuana is eradicated, how much that will cost, and where all of the money will come from. So, we'll uh, put a link to the rest of that if you guys want to read the rest. He kind of <laughs> just goes on about damn the man and whatnot. We're mad as hell. We're not, not going to take, take it, it anymore. anymore. Well, yes, we are, but only if you legalize pot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, the next story here. <laughs> we Love, were it. Love it. <laughs> we were talking about Colorado and what they're doing and how we should learn from their mistakes or whatever. Now, Colorado, they are they the one that had the bus for the cafe? I believe. Where the FDA came in and... And did the um, bus. I think it was. That was Colorado. That was a long time ago, yeah. Yeah. yeah a couple years ago. But their deadline is approaching for owners of Colorado's medical marijuana dispensaries and those who have applied to get into the business. They have until 5 p.m. Sunday to submit their paperwork for licenses to sell pot legally. So, like, A new state law requires licenses for all medical marijuana centers effective August 1st. How much oh. is the license? Uh, How do you get it? Probably. Where do, you, where do I go? Uh, I don't know. We don't live in Colorado, <laughs> so I don't care. Okay, yeah. well, but wait. That's, it, says, yeah, the appli- it doesn't say no, in this story. It but. says the application process is definitely not enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Does it involve a phallic-like symbol dripping with a very slippery uh, liquid that's and your hand? I mean, it's a challenge, which I always do enjoy a challenge in life. Except- says CEO of the Relief 
And it's spelled R-E-L-E-A-F. Ah, that's clever. Center. Leaf. In like a pot Highlands. leaf. Yeah, like leaf. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love how they do that little play no, on the it's about No, it's about pot, and it's a podcast. So it's a podcast. Podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Nobody thought of that one before. <laughs> That's why we're a podcast. Right. So, quote, I hope the perception isn't that we're lazy potheads and so it's taken us so long because literally <laughs> these guys are putting their life down on paper and I don't know anyone that can get that done in 30 days. Well, I don't know. Well, this sounds like... Putting um, their life down on paper. Well, this sounds like... Seems a bit obtrusive. Main or... It's either that. A lot. You, can, you can fill in your life or just put your Facebook profile name. I My, went... Oh, we'll find it. And they'll figure it out from we'll there. We'll figure it out. Exactly. I went to the main website <laughs> where they have the application to become a grower. And I, <laughs> I hit print. You put that out there freely. <laughs> it kept printing for 30-something pages. Are you oh, really? serious? Yeah. Damn. It was like 30, and it was like questions like, how long have you been um, in the medical marijuana industry? Oh, I like, get it. Well, that's unfair to ask if the state just passed the effing law. Am I supposed yeah. to say I've been yeah. doing it illegally years. for five years? <laughs> or do right. you want me to but How far back am I allowed to yeah. go? Legally <laughs> for six. So technically, I've been doing it legally longer. So. Well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. You would go the statute of limitations. You're an idiot <laughs> Add like put a year on. to that, right? Yep. And then you would go, okay, well, I've got 15 years experience with a six-year hiatus. Right? Yep. <laughs> right? That's awesome. <laughs> this guy's smart. I like, I like this guy. Yep. Very smart. You're on the panel. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, under the law, dispensaries will be regulated much like Colorado casinos and dog of tracks. Of course. Because oh, smoking pot wait minute, wait minute, wait. is like losing your money at a casino or and a dog track. Really? You realize the government can't even run a whorehouse? Yeah. Have They've you had seen to take Vegas? over a couple, <laughs> and they can't it? run them. It's tough. Hey, pimping ain't easy. That's right. That's what I heard. Nevada. And the only thing you're selling ass? I know. <laughs> ass sells itself, <laughs> Are you kidding me? Watered wow. down liquor sells ass. Come on, dude. It's you got to be S in some serious D <laughs> to not. The oldest profession. Jesus Come on. Christ. They practically run themselves. You just got to <laughs> make sure that other. That nobody unplugs the extension that, that's cord. Right. Yeah. That's all. Come on. The Department of Revenue is Uh-oh. handling, uh, in quotes, handling the license applications. Of course. Don't like the sound of any of that. It defends the process, which includes applications that run dozens of pages requiring scores of documents. Oh. Why don't I just come over there? Why don't I just come to your house late at night, S your D, and then you can give me my freaking card? I mean, this is retarded. This is out of... This this is just you being a D-bag. That's what this is. Because you can. Quote, when the legislator speaks and says we'll have a good, clean industry, I think the hoops are really the same for any of those when you're setting the bar high. <laughs> high. Oh, no. For the people that are coming in, said the department's Dan Hartman. Thank you, Dan. Paperwork for the licenses is being accepted at the Commerce City dog track right up until Sunday afternoon. Your, let me come by the dog track and drop off my marijuana papers. That is, that's so stupid. That's the only building you have. 
Uh, the is that a dog track? That's where you drop off the applications at if you live there. Yes. You go to the dog track. And you bring your application. You know, and I, nice okay, family type I, environment. Exactly. I lived in Denver for several and years, place, and place, I know this dog track, and yeah. it is not in a good neighborhood. You place a $10 <laughs> bet on Daddy's Little Whore, you give him your paperwork, and then you go home. Commerce nice. City, if memory serves correct, isn't necessarily a place that most people should hang out in, and I don't think it's a place so now, you should send a bunch of people with marijuana here, wait minute, applications. Wait, 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 wait a minute here. Okay, now didn't just like a few paragraphs you say something about... Um, because buying marijuana is like throwing money down at the dog track. <laughs> it says the law under this new law, dispensaries will be regulated, much like casinos and. So dog they're tracks. having them drop the applications off. No, at no, a dog no. There track was a reference made. There was. Oh, I was yeah. just making marijuana it is a yeah. lot like yeah, yeah. That it doesn't make sense that, that they're was putting the it like that because <laughs> right. there's no reason okay. why that marijuana should be. Con- Compared to a casino or a dog track. Well, only if the office is there, I guess. I right? do yeah. that sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Department of Revenue says enforcement of the law will begin in the next several months as all that paperwork is sorted out. Well, you kind of effed yourself there, didn't you? Yeah, you're That's the one who asked fault. for all the paperwork. That's your fault. And thanks for killing all those trees, too. Yeah, you ever heard of an e-document? They could have used hemp paper. They could have. They could have used e-paper. E-paper? What's an e-paper? On the computer online. Oh! E-paper. <laughs> that uh, it's a Kindle, actually. All right. Uh, yeah, the last story here before we call it, call it an evening. Nearly $2 billion worth of marijuana was seized in California's Sierra Nevada mountain range. Ooh. Uh, California cops... What? Where? ...said they seized and destroyed... No. ...$1.7 billion worth of marijuana during a three-week sweep... In the Sierra oh. Nevada range. In addition, any counties? Check this out. In addition, ninety-seven people, <laughs> comma, mostly Mexican nationals, comma, <laughs> who authorities believe are involved in a drug ring, was arrested. Hmm. Obama's drug czar Gil said industrial-sized plantations of marijuana that was being illegally grown were discovered in the mountains, dubbed o- Operation Trident. <laughs> like the gum. Like yep. the undersea creature, <laughs> the, the king of the ocean. Under the sea, yeah, that guy. About 450 <laughs> agents destroyed more than 432 thousand oh. marijuana plants and confiscated nearly 500 pounds of processed cannabis. Ooh. Each pound was in a little block like this and reeked of cat piss. So that's I'm it okay with It doesn't really say that. Matt they're, added that. No, it doesn't. Uh, they're Mexican. They're growing disgusting crap weed because as they fast know as they can how to do it as fast as yeah. they can. Yeah. So this doesn't affect any of us. I just thought it was interesting because that is a lot of plants. That is a lot of plants, but still, that story we talked about last week with the guy that got shot on the plant. Yeah, he was probably also thousand plants, and he was watching them, and the cops came up. He raised the rifle at the cops. Uh-huh. The cops shot him, and he was determined to protect this place. I mean, he was a hell of an employee because he crawled to his gun <laughs> and tried to fire again, yeah. and they shot him repeatedly until he was finally deceased. Nice. And then they confiscated 20,000 plants. His name? Jason uh-huh. Voorhees. No. Uh, Michael Myers. No. No. I don't... I, they didn't say his name. They That's shot why. him repeatedly. They're not going to say his name. No. Oops. <laughs> that uh, would make him real. 
Yeah. Margaret Mims, Fresno County Sheriff, said the fields jeopardize the safety of local residents. Uh-huh. Because the plants eat people. Well, <laughs> the, the Mexicans shoot people. But yeah, the, feed me, Seymour. They continue their criminal conduct during their off-season with other illegal drug and violent activities. Mm. Those dirty Mexicans... Uh, and they they do that in our local community, she said, referring to organized crime gangs. So good uh, job. They got to do something on the off season. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? You're bored. You got a right. grip of money from selling play your, pool. It's not like you're gonna sit around and smoke your awful weed. No, <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm gonna go buy some blow and party down. <laughs> I'm gonna go get one of those prostitutes. The government is having a hard time selling. selling. <laughs> Maybe get two. They might be on sale. Mm, <laughs> yummy. Yeah. Wrap it up. Do you suppose guys. you'd have to report if you went to that whorehouse? Think you'd have to report that on your taxes? Uh as a miscellaneous expense. <laughs> After the arrest, <laughs> is what I going do. There. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Hopper. Hopper. Yeah, you bet. It's been a slice, uh, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to mention? September eighteenth. Remember that. Write it down. Take a picture. I'm entering it in my Put droid it later. In your droid later. If I figure out how. And then when you do that, invite me, and I'll be in your droid. <laughs> I've got to figure out how. <laughs> Calendar. Do it. Uh, yeah. Info at hotboxpodcast.com. If you ever want to email us, there's a, a form on the about us page. Four zero six two zero four four six eight seven. That's the number. And and Hopper, do you have a number if anyone would like information about you and any services you might be? Uh, Remember, this I don't is know. the do internet. You have a contact number <laughs> that you might be willing to say, or do you just like to just email say us? Low check us out. Yeah. Email <laughs> us if you want right. to get hold. We'll hook it up. Word. I wasn't <laughs> sure. I like to ask. I like to yeah. give a chance. Do you have a website or anything you want plugged? Or? No, not at this time. No, you got a Facebook. Nope. You laying low, huh? Oh, yeah. Smart. Smart guy. Yeah. Information is valuable. We're going to see yep, you September yep. 18th? There might be a chance of that. Awesome. Yay. Yep. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, we'll see you Tuesday for episode 14. Goodbye. Yep, yep. Bye. If you like you like this is where, this is where you, you need to be. be. <laughs> If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.